Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. Happy New Year. All of the Christmas action is out of the way. The busiest period, really, of the jump season. We'll be running through all that in a bit. First, though, we've got Sandown up this weekend, the Grade 1 Tolworth Hurdle, where we see Constitution Hill, obviously one of the big-name novices this season, being thrown into Grade 1 company for the first time. Jim's got quite a lot of fancies for the Sandown card as well, and here he is. How are you, pal? Happy New Year, Lou. Um, let's hopefully kickstart the uh, New Year with a bang. Uh, we ended with some, some cracking racing. The King George uh, was a thriller. Uh, the Savills chase. Um, we had plenty of excitement. And hopefully this year continues in the same form and, and we can kickstart the year with a few winners at Sandown and hopefully just have a, have a dictate, have a little nibble into the uh, anti-post markets of Cheltenham in a couple of months' time. Yeah, we'll be we'll be running through kind of having a mid-season mid-season discussion on on the wider the wider state of the jump season a little bit later on, uh, linking that to what we've seen over Christmas and what we think might happen later in the year. Uh, but like we said first, Jim, we'll, we'll get stuck into the stand down card. It's it's the only real thing of interest this weekend, and like I said, you're you're quite keen on a, on a few this weekend, mate. Uh, anything in the juvenile hurdle that takes your eye? Uh, no, it's a dire race and I don't really care about it. I agree. Uh, the 12.40 though, the listed mare's hurdle, Martello Sky has been going very well recently. Obviously beat indefatigable at Cheltenham last time out. And was sent off a very, very short price. In fact, went off odds on favourite for that. Uh, sorry, not odds on joint favourite. Christ, they're different things. Uh, that good little conditions hurdle at Aintree, that uh, brewing up a storm one. Willie Mullins has brought Galois over. Shark Hanlon's bringing Sky Ace, anything for love. Like I said, one, uh, the, the most tin pot grade two possibly ever <laughs> over course and distance last season. Um, White Hot Chili Philly's a good mate. It's a good race, that Jim. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the declarations were good as well beforehand, and um, I think there's only three that have dropped out since then. Um, Lewis, you talked about Martello Sky being in decent form recently, and I, and I think this this race could be made for her. I think she's a mare going places. Um, I really liked her uh, towards the end of last season, winning that Cheltenham uh, novice-listed hurdle. Uh, beat some nice horses who have been in form throughout the season, and she kicked off the season in, in ultimate style at market race, and, uh, and then ran in that Aintree race where I, I was quite strong on her. She was a big price a couple of days before the race. She was about 12, 14 to 1 and backed into 100 to 30 and brewing up a storm absolutely blitzed them. Um, and then got justice this time in, in a little bit easier class. But against some good horses, again in that mare's handicap hurdle at Cheltenham, um, she was ridden slightly different, differently from usual. Um, she, she was fairly forward in the run and normally she likes to be held up, but uh, Aidan Coleman said after the race he thought that he possibly got there a little bit too soon for her which uh, in, a, in a smaller race like this experience will again she's only a six year old and she's not had that many runs in comparison to a few of these so um, I, th- I think that in this race I think she'll go very close I think the pace will be important for her I, I, I quite like a pace to go forward but showing last time it didn't necessarily mean a lot uh, white hot chilli uh, Philly and anything for love will more than likely take each other on Galois sitting behind and Martello Sky Sky acing uh, towards the back of the field and hopefully pick them off late the ground's looking soft slightly heavy um, she's got good form on soft ground 
Um, so I, I don't have a problem with the ground. I think Martello Sky will hopefully kickstart my weekend. Um, she's a progressively improving there, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing her out again. Fair enough, mate. Yeah, I can see that. Should be competitive, that race. I quite like Gorwaz as a novice. You know, and her win last time out last season at Punchestown uh, was quite was quite impressive, really, obviously. This, this should be a stronger race, but it's it's interesting that we've got two coming over from Ireland for a, for a listed mare's hurdle. Uh, read Nicky Henderson's Unibet blog, Handicap Chase at 115. Is the next race. Couple of interesting ones in here as well, Jim. Uh, Farinet, who was fairly well supported for the Racing Post Gold Cup at Cheltenham last time. That used to be the Caspian Caviar, heads of weight. A couple of horses who have been going well enough recently as well in there, including Darabin, Kilbrook, and Goal Lil. Look of the draw as well. Red Zor, uh, for the Skeletons, who's been off a long time. He makes his return here. And Red Happy, who come, who is a, a ex-French purchase for the pipe yard. Uh, what do you like here, Jim? Uh, the Venetia, you mentioned it already. The Venetia Williams train, Farinay. Um, them two victories last year were, uh, the two runs last year were very good. Sorry, uh, coming over from France, a typical uh, Venetia Williams style purchase. Loves heavy ground, two mile four dominated uh, in that uh, Sandown listed novice handicap chase. Uh, up the straight was in behind. Uh, he's a horse I've got a bit a fair amount of time for, and uh, I think he he was also entered in this race, but hasn't been declared in the end. Um, and that third uh, Haydock behind Galahad Quest and Moran uh, isn't necessarily bad form. Galahad Quest has been running competitively in the two mile four handicap chases at Cheltenham. Um, I, I didn't run too badly the other day on New Year's Day and, and probably with his jumping brushed up a bit I think he'd, he'd have finished a lot closer than Marone um, we saw win, win some nice races at Weatherby last season um, Farinay's been dropped £2 for that pulled up effort at Cheltenham that was obviously hotter company than this um, dropping into uh, a Class 3 having been in a Grade 3 last time uh, has to carry 12 stone 12 uh, which would be a slight issue but I, I, I think that the Venetia Williams trained Varanir will just gallop them into submission. Um, a horse is not necessarily running that well at the minute. They're, they're travelling into the race. He's just not quite finishing them off as well. And um, she's had a, she had an odds on a beat the other day, and uh, and some horses have travelled fairly well into the race. He's just not quite finishing them off, which which would also be the worry. But um, I think Varanir is just better than these, and and it's an easier company. I know it's going to be a fair weight carrying performance, but I, I think he'll, he's got what it takes to be winning this. Yeah, I think I'd agree with him. He looks like a horse who, despite carrying top weight here, has the potential to be better than a 1 3 1 horse. You know, his, his win over course and distance back end of last season was really impressive, and I think the form for that stacks up well enough. I don't think it was a Mickey Mouse race for a grade up the straights, a very fair yard stick. He runs later on the card. But he absolutely whomped him. Uh, I say we don't have prices for it at the minute, but he was the one who also initially caught my eye most. Yeah, I, I just think he's the best horse in the race. Like you can respect Red Zor, who's who's been off for a fair amount of time. He wasn't he wasn't bad in in novice chases. And Chef de Queep has been out of form, but if you go back to some of his back form, it, it's not it's not bad uh, with Super David Maxwell riding. 
and of course Gary, Gary Martin, handicapper at Sandown, you certainly can't underestimate Darabin, so uh, who's been there, done it, and bought the T-shirt many a time. It, it, it's it's a, a good race with a grade. I just feel like Farinier could be a, a step above these. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be particularly against against that line of thought myself. We do have prices for the one one fifty, the Unibet horse race betting operator of the uh, handicap. Uh, uh, Chase Gunsight Ridge two to one five to beat Numitar at sixes up the straight nines. Moonlight at Bundor and tens. Twelves Paddy's Point and Monsieur Lecoq. I'm assuming Jim that they're the uh, prices before decks decks came through. To be fair, but I guess we've got a bit of a a bit of an indicator of what the market might look like. So Gunsight Ridge fancied to be a, a fairly Fairly short price favourite here. Obviously, runner up to Long Presse last time out at Exeter. That form now looks very, very good. Comes here on off a mark only three pounds higher. Is he going to beat? I I don't think so. If I'm being awfully honest, I know. I just I feel like I'm I'm wanting to take him on the Ollie Murphy horse. He's gone slightly cold at the minute. Um, he's been running consistently in handicaps well, but just never. He's always looked like the handicap has just got a good amount of hold on him, and I think a mark of one thirty could be a little bit steep for him, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, he was fairly beaten by Lahon Press last time. Longshanks was back in third, who hasn't necessarily been put the form up anymore. He's been battered in an Exeter uh, handicap chase uh, on New Year's Day. Tile Tapper was a good horse over hurdles, but he's, he's not quite reproduced it over fences. I'm not exactly strong on the favourite. I know he's got decent back form, Gower Road and, and hometown boy uh, over hurdles. Uh, he's finishing in behind, but he doesn't win very often, uh, which would would put question marks to him. I know he's I know he's um, I, I know he's two to one favourite, but I probably well he's probably shorter now. I won't I won't have him as short as that. Um, Numitor's a horse I like. I thought that second tail Ridotto will. Uh, obviously work out to be good they think quite highly of El Ridotto um, and uh, he was just beaten on the day by a well handicapped animal and uh, he's since gone up to one four, uh, got up to half pounds so about one four three, I think El Ridotto so I don't think it was a bad running behind there. a bit harsher the handicap to nudge him up too though um, nice horses in behind with Ferrero Bamboo in that form um, but he's been going well and uh, he ran well at Sandow uh, in February uh, last year behind Belagas and Grey uh, Diamond in a race very similar to this. Um, so he's certainly of interest. But the horse I'm probably going to going to be going for here is Moonlight at, at, at 10 to 1, if you can still get that around. Um, back, well, he's below his last winning mark uh, of 1-4. Last one off 1-4-4 at Sandown, uh, now off 1-4-1 one, one, um, on heavy ground at Sandown. And that's what it's going to sort of look like it's looking like he's going to be on the softer side at, at Sandown, which is what he enjoys. Harry Cobden's booked to take the ride, who's never rode him before. Um, but that's no issue. So £3 below his last winning mark. Likes heavy ground, likes Sandown. I think 10 to ones are solid each way. Uh, Price, I, I, I can't see him being out of the first two. And I think he's got an, a proper good chance. We mentioned up the straight early on and, and how consistent he is and, and how sort of under the radar he goes in, in some races like this. Um He's been tried in, in tougher company than this, dropping back down. He got a nice confidence booster at Plumpton on his first start this season, beating horses that he's better than. Um, 
his handicap marks dropped four pounds since uh, six pounds since then. Now who the hand taking the uh, three off who rode into his victory last time? So um, he's also a nice horse. I'd have up the straight Moonlighter over Gunsight Ridge, Ridge and Numitor at this moment in time, but Moonlighter will probably be the main selection. I think I'm in Numitor, mate. Fair. Yeah, I, 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 like you, I, I was quite, not taken, that might be a bit strong, but I thought he was quite a competent little animal last season at a lower level than this. You know, worked his way up the ranks. As far as I'm aware, he was an intended runner in the Arkle and he was just an odd runner on the day. Was he not? Uh, but he's come back, you know, won well first time out this season. You know, won going away at Weatherby, really, and then bumped into a bit of a handicap. Uh, Block really in the Oligoto, like you said last time out. Uh, the form member that stacks up, like you know, we've mentioned on the podcast before, but Ferro, Bamboo, Grey Diamond, Sully Docking behind, they are they turn up in pretty much every other two mile handicap chase and generally hold the form. So I think it's very, very solid for the grade. I don't think it's uh, particularly harsh him having been put up two pounds. Uh, a similar level of performance should see him go close, yeah. I, I agree. I, are you against the favourite as well? I, I just can't. It's not that I can't see him being in, within the first three, but it's just I can't see him winning the race. He's not. He's not a horse who's who stands out to me as he's thrown in here. Well, he's he's obviously he's not been winning much recently, but he's been placed in all of his last five starts, and the horses who've been beating him. I mean that that goes across to his novice hurdling season last year. But the horses who he has been getting beaten by are good ones, you know, Gowell Road, then behind Hometown Boy and Echo, Princessulous, it isn't a mug. You know, uh and then obviously, you know, fairly close to Long Presse last time out, you can you can see where where the uh where the thinking that he remains well handicapped comes from. I'm just I just think he might be a little bit too short just on the basis of that he bumped into a very very good one last time you know because he he kind of has had multiple opportunities to have won off similar marks and he hasn't quite done so yet and I know they've been against decent horses but I, 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 I think he's short enough he is halfway to becoming a little bit exposed off his current mark, is he not? Yeah, I think so. I think he needs a handicapper to just drop in a few more. He's not not helped him last time by putting him up three, and I know he did get beat by La Hompress here, but he was never going to beat him, really, and I think he was a little bit harsh to be put up three for. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, moving on to the 225, the Unibet Tolworth, Constitution Hill is 2-5, to five, five to beat. Mr. Glass at six as Jatwal at eight. Tens that's all right, Gino, and shall we have one more? Thirty three to one for Wizkid. Uh should this be straightforward for Constitution Hill, Jim? You'd like to think so, because that, that performance at Sandow beating my tie and outlaw Peter was pretty devastating. I I've I don't often get excited about first time out novices, but I'll tell you what, that, that one one was to, to proper get the juices flowing. Um I, I really like what Mai Tai did um, the time before that at uh, Newton Abbott. He beat some nice horses in behind Thunder Rock. 
uh, triple trade isn't a bad horse and uh, there's all sorts of nice horses even further in behind and he absolutely cancelled clear after being quite keen and, and I thought he's going to have to take a fair horse to beat him uh, in that sundown race and as they sort of swung round the bend for home my tie sort of made his move on the outside and, and Nico just sat in behind and then all of a sudden just pressed the accelerator and he flew home and I, I, I mean I was very very impressed by it and he, there's there's a good reason why he's um, two to five to win a Grade One on his second start under rules, and you can understand why. Just a question, Lou, for you: If you, what, where would be your main target for Constitution Hill at Cheltenham, and would you keep him and John Bon apart? Uh, no, because I'm not a massive bottler. <laughs> be interesting to see if Nicky can find a race for uh, Constitution Hill after this. Um, be wondering if there's any other two mile. Novice hurdles that there is around. So, um, I would be surprised, Jim, if they went straight there, considering the the one that'd be obvious is for me. That's normally a bit of a soft touch, and I'd expect if John Bond didn't exist for them, maybe to send Constitution Hill there would be the Sydney Banks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because he used that with Shishkin, didn't he? Yes, he did. But the fact that there's two of them means that he's, he's obviously he's not going to send them both there. I expect them to rock up against each other at Cheltenham because they both look like the horses to... Well, they both look like supreme horses, don't they? So, and they're in different ownership. And even if they're in the same ownership, you know, run the run the horse in the race, it should be best suited by. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's that would kind of be my philosophy. No point in winning him over a Ballymore when he might be a 20% worse horse over that trip. So, yeah, I, I guess I guess for the long term, uh, we'll learn more about him today. In terms of debuts, I was equally as taken by Constitution Hill as I was by John Bond. Uh, you know, I've made no secret of the fact that, I, you know, I want John Bond supremacy. I, I want him to be as much of a monster as his price, as his pedigree as what he's done so far suggests he could be I think he well you know he's a horse I, I, I proper want to get behind uh, this lad worries me though and I'd, I'd I'd be flying my John Bond flag a lot higher if this lad wasn't about do you know I know this is a little bit daft to say it, but for a horse that's well, who won first time out and John Bond who's we've only seen on the track three times is it I feel like it's a bit of Denman and Cortor star. It's like, do you like Constitution Hill or John Bond already in such an early part of the career? Because I'm, I'm a bigger Constitution Hill fan than John Bond, and maybe that's just me wanting to go, I can't believe someone's paid that much amount of money for a racehorse. But I, I just find Constitution Hill a lot more sexy in comparison to, to John Bond. Yeah, I can understand. Uh... Look, I, I think I don't want to go too premature into the into a debate comparing the two because John Bond's had a lot more opportunity to show what he's about so far, and uh, I, I think I think we'll be better off doing that closer to Cheltenham, and we probably will throw Sigurd hard into the mix as well. Uh, he, sh- he should win this week, and I don't think there's any. I think there are good horses in opposition. I'm not sure there are any properly top class 
two mile prospects in opposition. I liked Mr. Glass, but I think he wants further. He won over two six last time. Even when he was winning over a short and shorter trips, I thought he shaped like a horse who, in the short to medium term, would be at his best over mid range trips. Uh, similar comments for, for Jetoile, who, you know, has won the last twice, but again, over two and a half miles. The, the one who, if I was to have a, have an each way selection to chase him home would be that's all right, Gino, who, you know, again, probably looked like a stayer at the trip when he won at Cheltenham last time out, but that was a good race for its type. You know, JPR won and Washington of a fair yardsticks. Uh, I don't think it'd be silly to say he has the second best two mile form in the race. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I mean, JPR won's a, a looks an absolute world beater on debut and probably Greenness just got him beat last time. Um, that's all right, Gino knew his game a lot a lot more. He'd had plenty of more runs and just battled him up the straight and, and just nabbed him on the line. And like I said, I, I think that's the... I, I agree with you. I think that's the second best form. I've not exactly been blown away by Mr Glass. I know, he, know he'd been impressive in uh, his bumpers. Um, but in his two novice hurdles over further trips, he's, he's been workmanlike and, and dropping down in trip isn't something I necessarily thought he'd be wanting to do. So I'll be expecting a forward ride uh, from Harry Cobden on, on Mr Glass and a horse who I don't think we can rule out and I I, I feel has been a little bit underappreciated is, is shall we have one more I was very 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 impressed with how professional he was on debut at Kempton um, he beat walking on air at, at, who was rated in some regard for the Hendersons and um, he settled very nicely at the back and, and cruised home and won fairly comfortably in the end and then last time I asked got was did the complete opposite and just pulled really hard and they didn't really go much tempo and uh, he didn't really enjoy that um, and jumping the last I thought he was going to win after being so keen throughout but obviously that keenness just just left him a little bit short on stamina especially first time out obviously won't be as revved up as as usual and Kandu kidnapped him um, late on and I thought that was a good run from shall we have one more the Gary Moore horses are in really really good form uh, of recent weeks and the form of that race isn't too bad Peking Rose uh, bolted up in a nice Newbury novice um, fine casting the six uh, the six horses won at Foss last uh, in a maiden hurdle um, so the form of that I don't think he's, he's too bad uh, there's some nice horses in behind and um, I think shall we have one more we'll probably I might even play him in the forecast on the day I, th- I think or oh, betting without Constitution Hill um, because I, I think that was a fair performance last time, see how keen he was. And hopefully that freshness has been knocked out of him from last time and he'll settle a bit better this time. And obviously the Gaussian colours, he'll have a bit of a following uh, because of that. So I, I, I'm looking forward to, shall we have one more back out into, into hotter company, but I, I think he's a horse to keep on the right side this season. How many 140-plus horses are in this race? Just so we can assess whether it's an above average or a usually bad taller. I'm going to say two. Two? Well, I might be a bit more confident. I think I think possibly possibly five in five. Tall. And you aren't a fan of a toll with either. You, you, you're normally... Well, you don't think it should be a grade one, but I, I think there'll be two or, two or three. Three will be max. Two will be least. Shall we have one more? Might be It might end up being a, a good handicap, a similar for... That's all right, Gino. I can see getting to 140. Jatwell and Mr. Glass up in trip. I'd, I'd hope it'd get close enough. And Constitution, he'll definitely will. He already could be rated that. 
if they wanted to wax that at him. So I, I think it's I, I think it's a uh, a race with nice types in it, just only one who looks like a very 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 nice two miler. Yeah, I agree. Right, if Constitution Hill wasn't in it, would we necessarily be saying it's that good a race? Probably not. But he adds that wow factor. Uh, he's going to be a. I think I'm going to back him now for the Supreme. I think he's my Supreme horse. John Bond Supremacy. Uh, the three o'clock gym is a Unibet Veterans Handicap Final. Cracking race, loads of old friends. ASO 3 to 1. To be final nudge at sixes. Wandering start eight. Ten Survivor. Twelve's Kings Rit. And Gwensilly Burbus. Same price rolling Dylan Indy 5. 14's Dancing Shadow. 16 to 1. Bar them. Good old ASO Jim is he's not one for a a fair, fair, fair while, but he's ran some very, very decent races in defeat, including when chasing home Black Lion last time. That looks like decent form. You know, and I guess it's it's fairly easy to say he's still the class act if there is one in this race. Yeah, you, you have to respect him. Um, like you said, that form at Haydock, Black Lion absolutely bolted up the other week on bottomless ground. Um, he's running all them consistent handicaps and uh, he's just been found out at the top level. He's, ne- he's never been He's sort of been a bit of a middleman horse and you've you've never really known where to go with him. But he's run some cracking races uh, for Venetia Williams and uh, the veterans finals would be the least he deserves, really. Um, but I'm going to be looking to take him on here. Uh, final nudge of Virgil O'Brien's uh, one at Warwick over three miles on good to soft ground. Um, he's up three pounds for that performance and the form of it in behind is not too bad. Head to the Stars has come out and won uh, at Ludlow fairly impressively in a three-mile chase. Um, and going back to his form, he was third and fifth to time to get up in, in the Dick Hunt and the Midlands National. Um, you go back to his form, he's, he's won off higher marks before. He's won off marks of 140. I, I know he's a 13-year-old and there's no, not going to be much in, improvement, but he's against... Very similar horses to him and horses that he's beat before. Uh, I just think he's got Aso to beat, really. Uh, and he's getting £12 off him. Uh, Fergal O'Brien's team. Are they ever out of form? Um, have, have been going well. And I, I think 6 to one's a, a just a solid each-way price. And I, I think he'll go very close. Yeah, I can see that, mate. When, when I first saw the decks and the prices, my initial reaction was, you know, Try and get Ace or beat because you know, I guess you know these veterans can be different levels of regressive and and a horse who is who is running to a similar level as he was a couple of years ago, like you said, five, like, as in final nudge at the weights might have more in hand than a horse who is going a little bit backwards, like Ace. So I'm not saying he's you know he's clearly not utterly regressive, but he isn't the horse he was two or three years ago that was getting placed in Ryanair's. Uh, but when I when I when I tried looking for something to take Ace along with, I, I ended up coming back to him and thinking he is the best horse in the race at his best and by some distance, you know, at his best he'd have given final nudge two stone. Never mind, two, never mind, you know, twelve pounds. I think his last run, you know, is is amongst the best recent form on offer. And, and and let's be fair, mate, he's just not used to being against horses of this calibre. And he should be better than him. His marks, you know, steadily falling. 
it's less than 12 months ago he was only just denied by two for gold, who's, who was a very, very well-handicapped horse on the day in that good race at Warwick of £6 higher. You know, turned the form around with two for gold in the Premier Chase at Kelso. Kofkap obviously danced up that way, but he was sent off favourite to win a good, you know, a good quality listed race in February. It doesn't look like, you know, he's any any worse a horse now. He's running, you know, two grade ones the, uh, in 2021. This is this is a more realistic option for him at this level nowadays, and I think a re- reproduction of what he did last time and what he was doing around this time last year would see him see him win. That's fair. I, I respect it. I think I think this race is between the top two in the market. And my only little worry with final nudges at Sandown, he's he's been found out for speed before uh, in in race very similar to this. Um, and I know he isn't getting any older, and he, he won't have much speed. But I just feel like he, like you, you said with Aso, you just think he's a better horse. I think he's a better horse than most of these. Um, uh, and I think six to one's a fair enough price. My other my other thought on this race is, I swear down Dancing Shadows being a veterans chaser since he was born. <laughs> Is he ever running anything other than a veterans chase? Just the, that and the Devon National. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a good lad he is. Uh, final race at Sandown Gym before we get cracking on to some Christmas action. Uh, is a Unibet Casino. Deposit 10, get 40 handicap hurdle. Uh, don't do that because Casino's bad. But uh, Hermes Boy 9 <laughs> to 4. Uh, to beat Matt of the Man 100 to 30. 5 to 1 Natural History. 11 to 2 Volkovka. 8 to Zambezi Fix. 10 to Navajo Pass. 12 McGowan's Pass. And 16 to 1 for Hydro Plane. Uh, you're a big fan of the Fav here, Jim. I, I I think he bolts up, and if he can still sweep around nine to four now, please take it as soon as possible. He, there was a bit of three to one around last night. Um, nine to four now. Um, good back form. Second time, I like to move it. Who we know what he's done since he's he's won two Cheltenham uh, Supreme Trials, and uh, he was fifth in the Kennel Gate. But I mean, that was a, a big step up in class. Um, and but they, they, didn't make, they didn't make right use of him that day. No, they didn't. And Hermes Boy was given an interesting ride uh, to finish second in the end. He was then well punted to to win at Bangor, uh, where he beat uh, got beat by a nice horse, a Donald McKins, uh of Richmond Lake. Uh, but then uh, last time out at Exeter, he he won what I think will turn out to be a very very nice race. Um, her American Jerry was in behind who had been running well in bumpers um, and Dubrovnik Harry was in third who since come out and absolutely bolted up at Exeter he's a horse I've got a fair amount of time for uh, Motta Mott has been running well in, in nice races as well he'd won one at uh, Worcester and he won a bumper as well and he ran in a comp- that competitive novice hurdle at Cheltenham on New Year's Day um, I think the horses in behind him are all nice horses and he, he beat them nicely He's been. He was did have a rating of 119 going into that. Uh, they could have exploited that handicap mark, but they wanted to get a bit more experience in him. Uh, up five pounds for that win. Um, off a mark of 124 here um, for Jane Williams, who won this race a couple of years ago with Eric LaRouge. Um, I get the same sort of feeling that this is the same sort of horse that they're going to have a fair amount of fun with him this year. 
and I think he's going to absolutely bolt up here in a race that there's a lot of sand down specialists who are looking slightly exposed and, and he's having his first run in a handicap. Chester Williams taking the three off. I, I think nine to four is a very, very good price and uh, I think you should get on and he's probably going to be my nap of the weekend. I can see that. I can see that completely and I, I don't really want to no man <laughs> but I've made my case on this podcast several times before that Matt the man is I retain faith in him being better than a 130 os. but this is a sort of small field race he's, he's seemed to do well in in the past he's not taking on any you know I, I guess champion hurdle fringe horses it's not that sort of handicap you know obviously last time I put him up he was what 25 to 1 this time he's about freeze but he didn't. He didn't run at Ascot. Uh, my case is is pretty similar, really. I just think he's a well handicapped horse. We've not seen seen the best of him yet, really, from a mark of one thirty. I don't think it's a race with mad depth to it. I think I think it could be fair to say natural history strikes me as a sort of horse who is. Because he was quite good on the flat and made a half decent start to his hurdling career at very short odds. The sort of horse who I want to be opposed uh, in races like this because I always think he'll be a couple of points too short until people kind of get sick of him. Uh, you know, maybe be turned over at turned over at five to four, six to four on, seven to two on. Uh, You'd, you'd hope he'd be better than a than a mark of one eighteen, but I don't think he's properly proven it yet. So not not too worried about him. Uh, Volkovka. That was a very very nice run last time in 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 improved company as well for Volkova. It was, but over over a trip further. Uh, technically up £12 because uh, Paddy Bennon comes in for Peter Kavanagh who isn't a mug for a £7 claimer either so it's not like he's getting a £12 better jockey that's no slight on, on Brennan that's a you know tribute to Kavanagh who is I, I, I consider to be a, a competent jockey for a £7 claimer uh, this is deeper than any sort of mare's race as well is it not? Yeah, uh, the job backing trip for her isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think she was just outstayed last time. Um, she, a lot of her form was over two miles, two mile one at Carlisle, uh, where she she cruised into the race and tried to pick up pieces late on. I, I I had question marks over at two miles, so stepping up to two four last time I thought was was lunacy. But uh, obviously I, they weren't too far wrong because she was just outstayed by a stronger stamina horse. But um, I I I don't think Volkov was a I don't think Volkova will be too far away here. Um, I, I mean, like you said, out of Mayor's company into, into uh, same sex, and uh, she might find it a little bit difficult. But she's she's a mare in form, and sometimes when these mares get the, the winning idea, they're difficult to stop. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I take that point. Uh, Zambezi Fix will win a race like this. I think a lot of people kind of have him down as that sort of a. He's had plenty of goals. Sorry. He's had plenty of goals to win races similar to this. He has, he has, and he's 
he, he does things wrong, doesn't he? And there will be a time where the penny will drop. Uh, I, just, I hope it's not today because I, I like one more than him. <laughs> if you know, if if I was kind of struggling, if he's sort of also, awesome, if I'm if you're kind of struggling for an angle, you can just go. Well, Zambezi fix might run well. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a bit of a cop out horse, but look, the the, the second over the course and distance of Samurai is good form. Only only up a pound. Uh, Better known as a chaser nowadays, but I guess he was kind of going going the right way as a hurdler when he was still in Ireland. I, I agree though, mate, that I like I like the top two in the market most and of course I'm a Macleman fan. I, I don't think I could desert him here because it'll absolutely do my head in if he wins and I've put something else up. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think Hermes Boys could be one of the best handicapped horses in the country. Um, he's still off a mark of one too far. I know he got nudged up that for winning that last time, but I, I think he could be a, a one forty horse. And in, in the future, I think a bet fair hurdle. If he was to to win this, I won't be surprised if they went that route. Did the yard not win one? Uh, was Agrapart Dane Williams? Did Agrippar win the bet? I think he might have. Yeah, I, as, as I, only have Agri- I only have Agrippar down as a three-mile boat running in the Rendlesham every year. <laughs> Let me just double check, but I think he, I think he did as a as a young horse, or at least go go pretty close. Yeah, won it in 2016. Finished third in the Tolworth Prize. That beat Starkey Tech Flying Angel. And a fair donneur as a place horses. Lovely. A little trip down memory lane. Christ, some of these horses are still running, Jim. Blazer were Blazer went off favourite. Did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as if. Uh, so, yeah, it can be done. And I, I like that Betfair hurdle shout. I really do it as, as a bit of a medium-term plan. Uh, let's have a few naps, Jim. I say we've all, we've only really ran through ran through the one card. Um, can I just give a horse a mention? I just need to. Uh, Delmar Rockets running at the weekend. He's a horse I was impressive with his bumper form. He's running at Newcastle on Saturday at two thirty three. Um, he's a horse who I've put up a few times on here and I've been disappointed. And he drifted like a barge before the last last time out. Um, it, I mean a, a flatter track. Uh, like Newcastle, getting rolling, getting galloping, I think he'll see to, see to a lot more effect. He, I don't think he was a fan of Hexham, but heavy ground won't bother him, and I think he'll, he'll go well at, at Newcastle. Um, but he won't be my nap of the weekend. We've, we've talked about that. My nap of the weekend Hermes boy in the 3.35 uh, at Sandown. My next best will be... Uh, will be Martello Sky in the Mayor's listed hurdle at 12.40 and my third best will be Moonlighter in the Sandown two mile chase who's now 6-1 to one. Uh, the, the prices have just revised back out so uh, Moonlighter's the third best Fair enough mate I think I will nap and I assume he'll be quite 
quite a short price, but up at Newcastle in the 158, Adri Mel for Tom Lacey in the novice handicap chase there. Uh, I'll take me next two down to Sandow. I will next best Aso and third best Farinay. Yeah. For me this weekend. Uh, right, Jim. Christmas time. Uh, I say we're not going to spend too long going into detail on every every good race we saw over Christmas because we would literally be here for another three hour. But we'll, I, I guess we'll just have a, a brief brief reflection on what we kind of think the Christmas action means going forward, looking to Cheltenham. Uh, so with the two mile hurdles, Epitont and Charger both gained other grade one wins. Charger's 10th for the champion hurdle, Epitont's 14th. Appreciate it 8-1. Obviously, we've still not seen him this season. And Honeysuckle, 5-4. to four. I think that's as good as Charger and Epitont have, have pretty much ever been. Charger did very, very well for Matheson's Horse who I still don't think gets credit. I was listening to the Betfair podcast yesterday, and you know people said it's a, you know they were saying it's a disgrace he gets to have his name next to Easter Brack and Hurricane Fly. No one's saying he's as good as them, but he's a he's a bloody good hurdler. He's you know been deadly consistent for the last three or four seasons. I'm glad he's won his fourth one. He should finish second to Honeysuckle again on all known form because he's the second best. You know, recent form he's the second best of any hurdler we have. Uh, he won't beat her an epitome. Good to see her back to some something like near her her best. And again, with there still being question marks about where Appreciate is and the problems he's had, she should be ranked number three in terms of the hurdlers at the minute. Yeah, and I, I have to agree with you. I, I think a lot of what you said is correct. And I also think we've got a new runner in the champion hurdle, and we saw him run over Christmas. Can uh, I guess who it is? Darvis Star. Oh, I was going to say a different one. Who were you going to say? Tommy's Oscar. Tommy's Oscar. He, I think he's going for the Haydock Champion Hurdle trial, isn't he? Yeah, well, I hope he don't win that. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's looking like he's possibly going to be England's main protagonist for the race. Um, I reckon he'd give Epitone the race at this rate. Uh, but Darvis Star uh, beat Silos Emery. Uh, over in Ireland, home by the Lee Wolf Prince. Uh, but they dropped him back over hurdles. We saw him uh, a couple of years ago um, finishing third behind Epitone and Charger in the champion hurdle. And then they went over fences with him and he just wasn't quite in love with them. But returning back over hurdles and he absolutely bolted up at, at Punchestown. Um, and it looked like Darvis Star slightly back a little bit. So there's 33 to 1 around for the champion hurdle. I'm, I'm contemplating playing him now. Um, so I, 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 it, it was nice to see him back in the winners' enclosure, and, and his love for hurdles is still there. Yeah, good to see, mate. The Stayers Hurdle, classical dream, won the uh, big race at Leopardstown, beating Florian Porter, although possibly a, a little bit of a messy affair. Champ on the long walk since we last spoke, as well. I think Jim did he, or did he record after that? I don't know. Champ's nine to two. Classical Champ's dream. Champ's not won any race. Since he got beat, since he beat Manila Indo, let's just get that out. Of that. <laughs> uh, classical dreams eleven to four, champs nine to two, Florian Porter six to one. Uh, look, classical dream is now the right favourite for the stairs hurdle. Uh, don't back him until you actually see him on the day, though. And even then, he might be acting like a complete mentalist. <laughs> he, he's a, 
<laughs> I mean, I still think Florian Porter is the value in the stairs hurdle. And I, I've just not got... I know Classical Dreams won over three miles. And I, I did fancy him to win at Christmas. And he stole all that, all them lengths. But I just don't think he's a stairs hurdle horse. You have to be a very slow horse to win a stairs hurdle. And he's not slow. I don't think he's slow at all. Um, Florian Porter... <laughs> With with the uh, dodgy start, didn't like it. We know he's a bit of a rogue when it comes to starting. Um, I think I'd rather have sixes floor important now than eleven to four classical dream. Um, did Champ win a race over Christmas? I, I'm, I'm choosing not to remember that. Um, it, it, it's between them three really for me. Time Hill was Time Hill had plenty of time to get past Champ, and he didn't. And Champ just outstayed him. So I can't see seeing him reverse the tables in the state hurdle in March. And I like Time Hill, but he's obviously not as good as what he was last year. Fair enough, Jim. Do you want to see something funny as well? Go on. Bob Wyland's the same price to win the stairs as he is to win the champion chase. Well, that's a load of crap, isn't it? <laughs> Shishkin is 11 to 10 fab for the champion chase. Obviously came back and won very, very well. In the Desert Orchid, uh, the other grade, well, the only grade one over Christmas was won by Envoy Len, who managed to outslow Battle Over Dion over two miles. Christ, what a classic. Uh, <laughs> one for the ages. Oh, no. I've never, ever liked Battle Over Dion as well. <laughs> no, that's why I'm furious. As a horse, I've, I've genuinely never understood what he is, what he's good at. And for the brief period turning for home, when he he almost loomed up and I thought he was going to be my son on Wilen. <laughs> that they were a scary a scary ten seconds, Jim. <laughs> I would have loved to have had a camera on you watching that race because I know how much you never liked Matt Lover dying. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was on you know fully on the you know last season, I was and I, I still I still stand by it at the time. I I was more impressed by Onvalen than I was by any novice chaser I've ever seen, and by any novice hurdler I'd ever seen, and the fact that he might have been outspeeded by fucking Paul Dyer, <laughs> I don't think I'd have come back from it, mate. Uh, but no, it was that 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 was a Mickey Mouse race, only three runners, and it was an absolute farce. Uh, Shishkin was brilliant, though, Jim. Uh, Every inch looks the champion in turning over Grenatine in the Desert Orchid. Yeah, um, I watched him sat on stuck just outside Walsall coming back from Kempton. Um, we, we were we were stopped just to let everyone know if, if, if the police are listening. Um, and I, you just can't not be impressed with him. You can understand why he's eleven to ten. The only thing is now a little niggly injury before Cheltenham will rule you out. I wouldn't be lumping in at eleven to ten because I don't think. He'll go that short on the day uh, if an ergamine turns up. Um, can I chuck one in at, at a bigger price? Go on, man. Fun and ball, similar, 50s. I'd have guessed you were going to say him. Because he, he's a sort of me style of horse, isn't he, for a, for a championship. He's a bit like a grenadine, if you, if you get me. Well, uh, he, won't win it. <laughs> he, he could have won it last year, let's be honest. Let's be honest. About six of them could have won it, um, because I like what he like. I like what he uh, did behind 
first floor in the Peterborough. He just got outstayed. And then they, he ran in the Paddy Power and he didn't jump very well, but I, I think he was always on the metal. And you know them handicaps around Cheltenham, they're, they're always on the button. And if you aren't jumping, you aren't travelling, you're not going well. But And I know that's what, sort of what you need in a champion chase. But if they drop him back down to two miles, he didn't. A few iffy jumps last year in that in that Aintree race behind Shishkin, and if he'd have jumped straight, I think he'd have challenged Shishkin a bit closer. And you can get fifties if you can get fifties on him for for the champion chase. I don't think it'd be daft. Non runner, no bet. I think bet three six five are the first people to go. So um, I'd probably advise that you can get thirty threes with bet three six five if you've still got an account with them. Um, non runner, no bet. He's entered in the Ryanair. He's also entered in the Clarence House, which will be a, a decent dictator of, of where he goes. Um, but I, I think he could be a nice horse for the, the champion chase. He's a, he's a bit of a shrewd man's horse, and I am certainly not a shrewd person. Um, but I think he could be a decent a decent bet for the champion chase each way. I, I, I respect Shisky, and I respect Nergamine. Chacon um, Postoir. Um, <laughs> Grenatine, as much as I like him, he'll need to run another career best. Newbay Negra, you feel like you can get him beat. He's just a little bit of a... I'm going to use the word sexy again, and I've used it twice, and it's really not me, but I feel he's a sexy horse for the race. Fair enough, mate. Shishkin wins. Shishkin wins, but he's not about each way, right? No, that's fair enough, mate. That's all fair. Uh, the Cheltenham Gold Cup, Jim. Galvin edged out Apotar in the Savills chase as well. He's been promoted to second five at five to one. Apotar still heads a bet in at seven to two. Manella Rindo, again below form in the King George. He's out to eight to one. That race was won by Tornado Fire, who's now fourteen to one. Still particularly unexposed over three miles. Oh, that was a bit of a, a bit of a strange King George. Uh, Whilst giving giving the winner credit, Asterium Falange fell over again. He's twenty to one. Uh, how long are we going to keep saying? Well, there's a race in here if you can do everything right. <laughs> you will never do everything right. It, it's nice to see him get there now. Like it used to be a, a little bit early on in the races, didn't it, for Asterium? But now it's like he's getting to the end nearly, and then he's causing the havoc. Um, you can see him just bolt up in the Gold Cup, can't you? Um, a, a fascinating sort of look into it. Aplutar, what were your thoughts on Aplutar, Lou? Did Rachel possibly go a little bit too soon and, and just outbattled by a stronger stayer? Uh, I don't want to be overly critical because I don't think he got as charmed a passage actually through the majority of the race. Or was the De Brom head horse he's just not running as good at the time? They are they are both factors. Uh, I, I would also just be happy to add that Galvin's a proper horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, wasn't, there, there wasn't loads between them at the line. Uh, you know, given the run the run through they had, I don't think it would take much for the tables to be turned on another day. Uh, you know, I, I tweeted I was expecting a a monster performance from APT. You know, I've kind of said before. I think he might be the most, the most competent staying chaser we've had since Carto Star. Possibly, you know, I'd, I I was kind of going to expect to have Plutar to surpass Don Cossack. You know, who was a very good horse and was a speedy horse. 
for one who stayed a Gold Cup trip so well. I kind of felt similar about Aplutar. Uh, but Galvin should improve again for Cheltenham. Yeah, I agree. I can't see Aplutar reversing the tables with Galvin because Galvin outstayed him and, and the Gold Cup, you need to stay strongly. And I, I just think Galvin will do the same again. And if he can get 5-1, to one, I think he's each way solid scumbaggy price. Should he be a Gold Cup favourite for you, Galvin? For me, yeah. And I can't believe Manella Indoor's still even 8-1 to one and people are fancying it. He just wasn't the same horse. He's just... And I know at Kempton, even in the parade ring, he just didn't look like 100%. I know in a few races prior, and he normally only ever warms up in about February, Manella Indoor, but he just didn't look like he, there was much spice there or much verve and... It's, I mean, I know he won the Gold Cup last year, but it'd take a monster performance to, to do it again this year. In what could arguably be a better renewal? Uh, possibly, although it looked stronger a couple of weeks ago than I think it does now. I think Christmas has worried it because, you know, Galvin's in his third season. He's won his first, first grade one in his third season. And he won the, you know, the near four mile last year, which... I know can produce Gold Cup horses. Uh, Native River, uh, who's been retired over Christmas as as the main one, but you know I guess he's he's a horse who's been working his way up from the summer jumping circuit. He's not not particularly sexy. A tornado fires won the King George when he's kind of been severely exposed in other grade ones, albeit over shorter. Uh, I wouldn't be as anti Manila Rindo as you are, and I know you're a bit generally a bigger fan of him than I am. I've I've always thought his A game was his stamina. I never, never understood the thinking behind sending him to Kempton because I never thought it'd suit him. I think he's you know his first one this season he looked like mogul. Um, <laughs> set, you know second time up he was running over a trap that was going to do the exact opposite of play to his play to his strengths. And it wasn't Rachel's finest hour in trying to force throw on Rachel and Brian. They cut each other's throats out in front and wrecked, wrecked their own chances. Uh, Louis looked like Mogul on Boxing Day. I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to beat around the bush. He didn't look, did he? He didn't look revved up to the to the hundreds. And can I also just mention on the on the preview podcast for Cheltenham uh, for for the Christmas period? Did I say Manila Indoor lit closely? Probably. I did. And did I say a chance your house will be nowhere? Yeah, I think we both agreed with that. Though. How did he end up going off favourite? Horse for a King George, he has yes. literally never beaten a rival that's ran to above. He was, seven to, he was seven to two at one stage to win a King George. That is lunacy. The best horse he's ever beaten is Fusel Raffles. And I could beat Fusel Raffles. Oh, I won't go that far, but it was, I say, I do not have. Chantry House beating a horse who's run to above 150 on the day. It was an absolute lunacy price. But I guess it was kind of one of them where maybe because the King George is, sorry, not the King George, the Gold Cup picture maybe is a little bit, maybe it looks more winnable than it did at the start of the season that people were wanting one of these unexposed ones to turn out to be very good. With the Gold Cup picture being so open, does that not mean Lost has an ex- excellent chance of winning the race? Uh, I won't answer that. Uh, <laughs> because he got outpaced in the King George. 
hit that. I wouldn't say it's a flat spot, but just the the turning and twisting nature of Kempton is obviously not something he enjoys nowadays. Um, can't necessarily probably get his breathing right. A, a, a Gold Cup trip might be what he wants nowadays. Oh, I I I really respect and admire your faith. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think the Gold Cup would be. I don't think it would be a ridiculous thing. Um, and maybe I do have blinkers on, but I, I, I don't think he should be 50 to 1 for the race, for example. Um, although you can get 40 to 1, like Royal Pagai, which I don't think is a, a stupid price for a horse that, if it comes up a bog, who stays strongly. And I think I'll run well. I know he got thrashed by Aplutar, but um, still. It's a wide open renewal of Gold Cup this year. And we probably say this every year. But Tornado Fly is not going to win a Gold Cup. Let's be honest. Uh, Protector Rat's not going to win a Gold Cup. <laughs> Asterian Falange isn't going to stay on his feet. I mean, I, I, I could be daft here, but Al, isn't Albon for all the a logical bet at tens? Like I know he won a Willie Mullins schooling session round Jamal, but that was it was the best he's done it for a while, and he looked fairly fit for a change instead of looking like Mogul. And Mogul's had a hell of a lot of mentions for a. Surely Albon Photo, a two-time Gold Cup winner, shouldn't be 10-1 to 1 for a race he's won twice before. Uh, possibly, although would you say last season's renewal was a, was a better race than the first two they beat in fair and square? I can see completely what you mean from an each-way perspective. I will be shocked if at least one of these isn't better than Albin Felton nowadays. Alplutar and Galvin, in what they've done in the past 12 months, are both better horses than Albin Felton nowadays. Albin Felton doesn't get much opportunity to prove how good he is. And uh, I don't get how you can read anything into what happened at Tremont because it was utterly pointless. Uh, <laughs> as if Mullins was going to let any of the other three win. Uh, we love it. We love it. I'd, I'd love that little bit of shit, Alsby. <laughs> but like if you look at the others Champ I don't think Champ were in the Gold Cup because well you saw what he did over hurdles why why change why go over fences when he can dominate well possibly dominate the the, the hurdles Chantry House is 25 to 1 to win a Gold Cup he got absolutely dominated in a King George like he, he should, should not be 25 to 1 he should be at least 66s at least I could not. He's as short as sixteen in places. Chantry House. What? What is Nicky Henderson feeding that horse to make him win a Gold Cup? He needs to go to Bob Baffert's school. Christ. Uh, uh, no, oh, I, I agree. I'm, 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 I'm completely Chantry House, and I have been for a fair. Uh, I'm anti Chantry House, sorry, and I have been for a fair while. He's not a horse. I was a horse for just. Thought has been overrated. Uh, I will happily clip up the you say that protector on Tornado Fire won't win gold cups because at the minute he doesn't look like to be. He doesn't want to be too much. They won't stay. They they won't stay. And I know Tornado Flyer stayed on strongly in that King George, but he won't win a gold cup. Let's be honest. And neither will Protector at Protector at beat Native River probably at his his weakest. And I know I was so hot on Native River to win that race. But 
I don't think he'll... If he put... He was as keen as anything in that Aintree race. And if he pulls like that in a Gold Cup, he won't finish the race strongly and he won't be anywhere near. I, I'm pretty adamant that Tornado Flyer and Protector and Chantry House won't be anywhere in a Gold Cup. And clip that up, save it, record it, and on the Friday, after Lost has won the Gold Cup, then play it to me. <laughs> Fighting talk from Big Jim. Uh, Apple Star Tarties. Apple Star? I like yeah. that. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Apple Tar is still just about the one we've all got to be. Uh, I'm absolutely fuming with Galvin. Because I backed him for the Grand National uh, in the off season, I I still think he would win a Grand National off one seventy. There's so little I like this year for the national. If I'm which honest, is really really not like you because you absolutely adore a national. I normally have I normally have by this stage I normally have a short list of four or five. At the minute I have Galvin um, in brackets next to him. He says he isn't going to run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, I have, I have nothing for the national so far. Like uh, the national for me this year is probably one of the most exciting. Like, there's quite a few I like for the national, which is a complete opposite because normally I could not care less for the national until after March. No. Uh, only other thing I'd say was uh, a long, long-term shout from me was do you remember Jim on the we did a 2020 Cheltenham Festival preview with uh, our friend Paul Callahan, and I asked him do you not like the way Asterian Fallon's jumps and Paul said no I won't worry about that with one of Willies I said oh I don't like it <laughs> I knew I knew we were I knew we didn't know what we were doing Willie Mullies doesn't have a clue <laughs> did a trumpet blowing there Luke <laughs> Willie, Willie knows what he's doing. Have you Send seen him all to Lewis. Send him all to Lewis. Send him to me. Send him to me. I'll have him jumping in no time. Trained on the fields of Elland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> jumping over Cars on barrels. Fire. Yeah. Alsterian Flodge would fit right in in Elland, didn't it? Most sane person there. <laughs> and that says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a place. What an arse. Up the boy. Uh, we want to get behind him. And uh, when he wins one, it'll be hilarious. Uh, Novice Erdler's pal. Quite a, quite a couple of lovely debuts. We saw it. We've seen over Christmas. John Bond obviously won the Kennelgate. Uh, we've talked about Constitution Hill. Sir Gerhard made his Erdler's debut and absolutely pissed up. Mighty Potter won the grade one at Leopardstown, I had to remember then which town it was, whether it was Leopards or Punchestown. Leopardstown. Uh, El Fabiolo absolutely danced up as well. Uh, the Ballymore market, you're looking at the likes of Journey With Me, who again danced up beat Kilcrook. He's now 6-1 to one fab for that race. Ginto Ginto, however we want to say it, is 8-1. to one. He won the Lawlers of Nace. Sir has 8s as well. I'd expect him to go shorter. Shorter in trips away, not shorter in the betting that was. Uh, <laughs> Stage star won the Chalo. Uh, Dysart Dynamo's 9-1 to one for that race as well. Mighty Potter is 14s. Hillcrest as well, a, a good winner at Cheltenham. He's 20-1 to one for that kill. Crutz out to 20s as well. 
And for the Spud race, uh, you are looking at Blazing Carl, still 5-1 favourite. Jinko's 8, same price, Hollow Games, Journey with Me's 9, and 16-1 bar them. Any particularly exciting novice hurdling performances you'd like to mention over Christmas, Jim? Obviously, we've kind of already talked a bit about the triumph of John Bond and Constitution Hill, but Sir Gerhard was good. Uh, another horse who I've not quite seen anywhere in the betting, but I was quite taken by is Jerry Colomb. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I, I mean, recency bars have told me Jinto uh, looks like he wants a serious and wants a proper trip. Um, he just looked very slow. That will win the Bartlett, but won't win the Ballymore. Yeah. Um, a horse I've been banging on for a bit about after his bumper win was Hillcrest. And I was so glad he won that Cheltenham race because I, 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 I'd, I'd said quite a bit positive about Hillcrest for a while. And I tipped him up on air a few times. And he's he's a big, big old horse. And he's your typical what you expected Trevor Hemmings to have bought. Um and I, I thought he had a few more gears than he possibly showed last time. And um, he stayed on strongly on, on New Year's Day and won comfortably in the end under hands and heels, really. Um, and I, I think I was impressed with him. I, I It showed that he liked Cheltenham, which I liked because I, I, I was worried about that. Because running at Weatherby, you sort of think they want a proper flat galloping track and... Um, he showed that to, to win round Cheltenham that he had something else, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to see where they go with him. I, I I'd, is it the race at Warwick? Is it the Leamington Spa? The race. Yes. I, I'd possibly go for the Leamington Spa. He might have to carry a penalty for that, and then I'd go for the Ballymore. I, I know that's not necessarily. I, I just. I don't want to ruin him this late. I don't want to run him in Albert Bartlett and ruin him. That's Is my own. Yeah, for Hill. Uh, Henry Daly was on the Nick Luck pod yesterday, and they said it'll either be the the Ballymore Trial on Trials Day or the River Don up at Donny on the same day. The River Don won't make. Yeah, the River Don's a race that can ruin him, though. I find like it can be a bit of a slog at Donny that. Long straight and normally it's heavy ground. Did the cob win it once or something like that? Won it last like, year? Yeah, it was awful race. Like year. it's not a, it's not a, a race that I think he's a bit sexy. At, I've used it again. Mogul and sexy. Um, he's he's not a horse I'd want to be ruining in big three mile slogs just yet. Like I think he is a three mile chaser of the future, but I wouldn't want to be running him over it yet. I I I'd keep him over two four two five. I'd put, yeah, I'd go the Ballymore trial on next, and then I'd work to the Ballymore. Like I said, I, I, I've been very impressed with Hillcrest, and I, I'm a big fan of him. Um, and hopefully he will take Henry Daly to, to another level. Um, journey with me, it's difficult to rate it on Kilcrook, because I don't know what's gone wrong with Kilcrook. He looked ready, like he's just not the same horse. He doesn't look like anything near what he was before. And if there's any man to turn it around, it will be Willie Mullins, uh, not Lewis Tomlinson training. Um, so I've mentioned my love for Constitution Hill, even though we've not seen him. Um, what's the Potter horse that you like? I, I like him as well. Mighty Potter. Mighty Potter. Did he win? The only thing I didn't like was his head carriage, but I thought he was 
just like laughing at the other ones. He was a bit boyish as if to go, yeah, look at how good I am. He sort yeah. of lugged in a bit, but I, I liked the way he did it. And when, when a horse come upside him, he went away again. So I, he's a nice horse and I like him as well. I was impressed with what he did. Yeah, Batty Potter's just still a bit of an immature goon at the minute. Yeah, uh, but, but I he, quite like it. <laughs> yeah, I do as well because he's winning. He's won a grade one novice herd lower two miles when everything about him says three-mile chaser. Yeah, agreed. Which, I, I, you know, I very much like it when a horse wins something that clearly isn't their game. Mm. So that, that's why I was quite taken by him. Uh, I guess that's a form boost for my mate Mozzie as well, who would have won the Royal Bond had he not made an absolute mess of the last. Uh, he's a little bit of a forgotten horse in the Supreme Market at the minute, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put anyone off backing him at 20s each way. You know, Chossie's been doing his winning early in the season. I guess people kind of expect, you know, I'm going to use the word again, sexier ones to come out and uh, surpass him, but at the minute, his form, his form is bang up there uh, with, with most of them. Uh I kind of get what Jim said about not reading, not being able to read too much into what Journey with me did. Uh, Kilcrook lost his action up the home straight as well. He's he's looked a problematic a horse with problems, and you know, since he's gone hurdling. But Journey with me was very impressive in in his bumpers. Uh, don't think you could complain about what he's done so far. Stage star looks 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 very very good. Good to see a horse with a proper good national hunt pedigree, you know, look to carry on. The family tradition, the dam was sparky, if you remember her, Jim. It was a very, very decent hurdler, uh, probably about a decade ago. And, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against people wanting to wanting to get behind him at this stage for the Ballymore as well, I guess, because, you know, he's owned by owner's group and he's at one of these big money purchases by... Like the ones ahead of him in the betting, Sheely Park Stud, the Morans, and and Rob Carr. Now he might end up being a little bit, little bit underrated. I don't think what he's had to beat has been, you know, mega deep for the level, but been mad impressive. And uh, I mean, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if you have an opinion on the Albert Bartlett, a strong opinion on the Albert Bartlett. This far in advance, I know I said Jinto, Jinto could win it, uh, which he which he very much could do. Uh, you're probably a mentalist. Although that being said, I did have an anti-post bet in the race before the season started. So, <laughs> <laughs> didn't you? Weren't you hot on Fakira for a while in that race last year? Last year, yeah, I backed Fakira at thirty-three. He went off about eight to one. Shall I? Shall I? T- in fact. Now, now you've mentioned it, and I could be a little bit of a, a lunatic, but a horse, he, won, he, he was nothing special, and it was only, I think it was on New Year's Day, Carrig Sam won, I can't remember where at, but... Fairy he, House. He, the yeah. Auburn of Mullins, yeah. isn't it? I was very impressed with his gameness in front, and if, the, if there's a horse for an Albert Bartlett, I think he won a three-mile point to point, I think. If there's a horse for an Albert Bartlett who's, I mean, normally you want experience for that sort of race and one that's been beaten many a time. Yeah, I think he was around 33-1, to 1, there were quotes around later on. He's a horse I like. Um, I, I, he had, I think he did have good point-to-point form, just off the top of my head. Um, Is he half a horse? Yeah. Um, I, I think that he could be an Albert Bartlett horse if he chose to go that way. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they went a different way with him, but uh, I've just found him. He, he won a point-to-point beating Jetplane, um, who hasn't been as good as possibly turned out, wanting to t- turn out to be. Um, and he he won, he beat Glenn Wylan, who moved from um, Tom Gibney to Henry de Bromhead. And he was just always, whenever anything come upside him, he always found more, and he just kept galloping from the front. And there was Fabrisco, who was well fancied uh, after his time in France. Um, oh, that was it, sorry, Jimmy, Fabrisco, not Vauban. And I, I don't think the first three are bad horses, and Carrigsan could be a, a stayer to keep with. He looks like a stayer, and maybe an Albert Bartlett. I mean, it could be a throw in the deep end, and you'd expect him, you'd like him to run in a, another race before that. Um, but he could be one at a bigger price, who I was impressed with over, over Christmas. I like that, and it makes sense to me, mate. Anything else you'd like to mention on the Novice Herders? I think that, apart from Constitution Hill wins everything. Yeah. In fact, I guess while we're here, should we just give a quick mention to the juveniles? Phil Darwin again over Christmas, Pied Piper. He's the one who beat Vaubon, uh, made a very, very good start as well. Uh, ICO won over Christmas. Was it Porticello won the grade one? He did. He did. Uh, we've not seen him in this world yet, though, even though his form in France has him beating Phil Doran. He's more than double the price. Uh, I don't really care yet. No, it, it's not the... Triumph field I'm getting excited about. And I mean ICO was impressive but beat nothing. Pied Piper I think could be the one, but I I questioned his gameness uh, on the flat and I just want Milton Harris to win the triumph third. I could get behind that. I could definitely get behind that with Night Salute. Uh before we go, Jim, we'll just talk a bit about the novice chasers. Fernie Hollow. Turned over Riviere Detail, giving that one £13 in the Grade 1 in Ireland. Edward Stone continued his fine start to chasing this season. Winning the Wayward Ladder. Blue Lord won again as well. At the weekend, Art on Colour also made a winning chase debut. Concertista also won, but you expected to keep her to her own sex. Oh, uh, the RSA mate, Galopan de Champ is now 7-4 favourite following his absolute dance job uh, on his beginner's chase debut. Brave Man's Game got the better of a hoisin, you in the Corto star. I will throw my hands up and say I did whack a couple of free bets on a hoisin, you to win the RSA. Pre, uh, pre-Corto star thinking he was going to win it. And then he'd be a ridiculously sharp price favourite. I put ten pounds worth of free bets on a hoist and you're at eleven to two. He's now fourteen to one. <laughs> I tell you what, your anti post betting this year has gone tremendously well. Uh, it's been brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm still clinging to me forties on my drogo through the march. I'll show that to everyone. So look, I'm, even though I picked no winners at Cheltenham this year, I am still a judge. I got him at 40s. <laughs> oh, Christ. Awful stuff. Fury Road's 10 to 1, though. He won't win it. Uh, although he did win over Christmas. How can you let Fury Road win a race? He doesn't. He doesn't. That's not what he's there for. Uh, big prices for everything else. And in the Turner's novices chase, and my Drogo was Turner's, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
to beat Brave Man's Game and Gallop on the Champ at eight. They're both likely to go over further. Long Presse, the dip winner, is also eight to one. Uh, that looks like a very, very, very weak race outside of that full of horses who are going to go elsewhere, really. Jungle Boogie. Uh, you can back up 14 to one. He's one who very possibly might turn up there. That just looks like, looks like Bob's to lose at this stage, Jimmy, even though we've not had too much to talk about that uh, in that race over Christmas other than Lon Presse. Uh, the Arca could be a good race, though, Jim. I'm a massive Edward Stone fan. I was so impressed with him uh, in doing what he did at Kempton. Dead straightforward, dead professional. I love how quickly he put the race to bed as well, just the, the instant turn of foot to stride ahead. But that being said, like I say, us at time from we have Fernie Hollow already doing enough to have won a normal Arkle. And that's correct. He, he wins the Arkle. Like, he was get, he's giving River Detail a hell of a lot of weight, and he still kept finding more in front. And I just think he was playing around a bit, uh, waiting for the other one behind. He, he was always doing enough. It looked a bit scary late on, but I, I think he, he's a lot better than the field in this. Uh, Edward Stone, like you said, you're a massive fan of him, and he was a top hurdler and ran consistently on all big handicaps. And then over fences, he, he showed that he's gone, took his form to another level um, and rightly there in place. Uh, Blue Lord, um, Blue Lord made a nice, nice start. Um, nothing that's all special really, uh, but I think it'll be between the front three in the market already. And, and third time lucky. If you've got a 14 to 1 about him, there were a lot of people trumpet blowing with him early on in the season. He's going to get locked in the article by them front three. Ha! Ha! Uh, look, I, I, I think if the first four, well, the first five in the betting, I guess, included Riviere to tell even though I'd, I'd, if she were mine, I'd be keeping her to the mess. If Ferdinand Hollow, Edward Stone, Blue Lord, Autumn Colour turn up, that's the best article we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and we keep saying this every year, that the Arkle is improving slowly. Slowly. Which does mean that the champion hurdle field gets weaker. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be... Look, normally... I, I guess we've been quite blessed in the last decade or so, certainly since I've been into racing, in that we've generally tended to have an, a bit of a hype job or a superstar rocking up in the Arkle. So it's always been, even if there hasn't been much depth to the race... You know, as it may not have been say when. I don't want to say last year because I say I think all mankind, all mankind's a very very good horse. You know, so but you know there have been years where, like an Altior has just had nothing to beat. Simon uh, Simon Sig, who did he beat in it? Someone Bailey, one of the Bailey horses, Bailey not Bailey Green, someone like that. Yeah, um, I want to, I want to say Bailey Green. Yeah, you know, I'm flying, you know, horses like Flying Angel getting involved, possibly. You know, we've had races like that, but this looks like it's going to be, look going to be deep. The first four, you know, would be capable of winning, winning Jude de Geneve's Arkle, Christ. But uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Look, I say Edward Stone was a horse I was almost most taken with over Christmas. I was, it was just the way how, when he, he, he cleared away from a horse who was going quite well in Do Your Job. They kind of drew level drew level with each other, and for them, 
for a brief moment, I kind of thought, all oh, right, he's gonna he's gonna have to have a race here, and then within like a second, Edgerstone had just decided like, nah, I'm fucking off, mate, and within five strides, he was five lengths ahead. Brilliant, mm-hmm. uh, but Fernie Hollow just looks maybe a bit a bit different gravy at the minute. Uh, Long Presse's a very 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 exciting horse, Jim, for the two and a half mile division. Love how aggressive he is into his fences. He properly attacks them. He sees them as as something to have a go at, and I think that's that's a major strength for him. How how good he is, how clever he is, and how how willing he is to go forwards into them rather than to back off. However, Bob Ollinger. Yeah, but. Galapon de Champ over 2 4. What would no, say? What happened? I think. I, I quite like to see it happen. I, I mean, a lot of people saying RSA, and uh, you can understand why. He ran perfectly acceptable that, the other day over that trip. Why, why not keep him to that until he looks like he needs three miles? Um, I mean, Bob Ollinger is like. I, I can't wait to see Bob Ollinger out again. I think he's. I think he'll absolutely dominate, dominate this race. But if Gallop on Deschamps does go this way, I'd be very, very worried. Yeah, fair enough. But I just... I don't think we'll, do, we'll go down that route, mate, personally. Uh, I think he'll run, run in the festival, which he is favourite for at 7-4. to four. Obviously, absolutely destructive on his chasing debut. One of the best we've seen in a long time. Brave Man's game, though, was brutal in the Carto Star. What, what I would say is I would... Retain faith in a high senior being more of a match and in fact even possibly turning Brayman's game over at Cheltenham. I think he's a Brayman's game, I think he's a quick horse for a three miler. Yeah, I agree. Um I, I don't think I've seen a novice jump that well as Brayman's game. Like he knows exactly what to do, even when he gets in close. You look at that last that last <laughs> flight. He got in close and he just put himself right effort, effortlessly. Um like I said, Ahoy Senor, I think in a year's time, Ahoy Senor will be winning the Gold Cup or be there or thereabouts. And in a year's time, Brave Man's Game will be winning King George. So I, I, I still think the two excellent horses. I just think probably Ahoy Senor bumped into a more professional version uh, of a horse than he is at this moment in time. And I think, I'm not a big slagger off of rides, but... Like I, I think he could have pushed on a little bit further from home, Derek Fox. Like he could have probably used his stamina a bit stronger. Like we all know that a high senior is going to stay stronger than Brave Man's game. Well, why not make it a test? Like push him to the to the absolute metal and and see how because Brave Man's game wasn't exactly travelling like with supreme ease throughout the race. Like he was a little couple of slaps down the necks. Like he wasn't in his comfort zone like completely. So. It'd be interesting to see in, in a year's time where that form stacks up. Yeah, I'd kind of agree with that. I don't think Kempton was ever particularly likely to see a high senior in his very best light, even though I rather daftly backed him for the race when, you know, I thought the tracker trip would likely were likely to play to Brave Man's game strength. I just thought a high senior was going to be a much superior horse. Uh, 
I retain faith from him, and he's not a silly each way price now at 14 to 1. In fact, I might go in again each way. Uh, but Gallop and the Champ is a bit scary. Yeah. What do you make of Fury Road, Jim? He, he got a grade one. He won't uh, win. Let's just stop that there. Fury yeah. Road won't win. Simple. I agree. I think I think those those sort of races like the Dream Mall we've seen so far this season. In fact, we saw another. There was another grade one over Christmas that we haven't mentioned yet, which Master McShee won. Uh, or was it Farouk Dillon? Uh, we'll Master McShee won. Yeah, we'll ask Dustin O'Hanlon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, even get that. <laughs> uh, but no, those those sort of races I've seen are just kind of mid one fifties horses beating each other. Yeah, very. Yeah, I agree. Uh, them Irish female Norris chases like Vanillier will win one of them. I'm sure of it. And if he is to go for a race, maybe the four miler. But it's not the four miler anymore. Definitely, that's where I'd send Vanillier, mate. Uh, don't oh, have very long left, Jim. Probably only got five minutes to wrap this up. Is there anything else you'd just like to mention while we're on the Cheltenham Festival? Um, no, not really. Um, Alahor should win the Ryanair. We won't see him until then, probably. Um, Kim Yo may be remastered for the Kim Yo. Do you know I know it's, it's almost Cheltenham time, Jim? Because I'm putting up a Kim Yo off. Because the first, the first mention of the year I saw on Twitter the other day, I saw my first, my first. Glenn Lowe for the Kim Muir on Twitter. Oh, yes. It's that time of the year. Kim Muir or the Ultimate for the remastered? I, yeah. Fair I enough. Think, is he 16 for, 16 for the Ultimate, maybe? I'll have that. I'll, I'll have that. I don't have a clever handicap horse yet, unfortunately. Uh, but Jim, thanks for being here. We've run through a lot, but there's been a lot to run through. Yeah. Um, thanks for for hosting in the first one of the year. Let's hopefully kickstart the year with some nice um, some nice winners at Sandown. Hopefully advise you advise you in the way of some some Cheltenham pointers and I might have my first Cheltenham anti post bet this week. Hi. Thanks for rating the races for their support. Thanks to everyone for listening and we'll see you all again next week. Take care. See you soon, stay safe. Mm-hmm.